This is a special episode for a special team. Everyone in Northern Illinois either remembers or has heard about the 1988 St. Bede baseball team. They were the Class 1A state champions in 1988 in a time where there was only two classes, a 1A and a 2A. And St. Bede was able to rise above the bigger schools and win a state championship. The team was inducted into the 2022 News Tribune Illinois Valley Hall of Fame. I wrote the story for the magazine slash program for the Hall of Fame ceremony. And I spoke with four players from the team and coach John Bellino. It was very evident talking to the Bruins that these memories are never going to fade. 1988 is 35 years ago, and these guys remember some details to just about everything. Bus rides, practices, games, and obviously winning the state championship. So we will get to them and all of their awesomeness. Just some quick things like the intro. I'm Brandon Lachance, your host of Edge of Your Seat podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That's with an S, it's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Also on the socials, Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Please, on all of those sites, like, review, comment, five-star, all-stars, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. It helps us out and getting the word out about everything in Illinois, our sports, our city workers, everything, everybody that we have on this show. If you have any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest, know somebody that would be a good guest, or you want to be a sponsor of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please email us at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And always got to give a shout out to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the intro and outro beat on this very show. This episode is brought to you by First State Bank. They have 20 locations around northern central Illinois. They're great people that want to help you in every sense of the term with your banking needs. This is episode 251. And we're excited to have the St. Bede baseball team finally get out. Like I said, I talked to them for the 2022 Hall of Fame induction that was June 2nd last year. And as we've been plugging along the podcast and getting the chats out of the vault, when these were coming up, I'm like, man, 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 I've been waiting for this one. I wait for all of them. I'm very excited every single episode that I get out. But like I said, this is a team that in Northern Illinois, everybody knows. Everybody knows players. Everybody knows stories. Everybody remembers the environment. So it's just great to, you know, continue to the stories and continue to the memories of this baseball team. The next episode, we will get back to win-lose stat, breaking down what has been happening in the sports world now. And we will also have breakdowns of the IHSA winter postseason as it has begun. Bulls bowling is already over. The regional was January 14th, sectional January 21st, and then state was this past weekend 
January 27th and 28th, as today is Thursday, February 2nd. Competitive dance state is already over, as sectional was January 21st, and then the state competition, January 27th and 28th, we did have some teams compete in competitive dance. Girls bowling, the regional starts this Saturday on February 4th, the sectional is February 11th, and the state meet is February 17th and 18th. Wrestling is on the same schedule, February 4th for regional, sectional February 10th and 11th, state is the 16th through the 18th of February. Girls wrestling, sectional is February 10th and 11th, the state meet is two weeks later, February 24th and 25th. Girls basketball starts the regional quarterfinals on February 11th, and the boys begin their regional quarterfinals on February 18th. And last but not least, the boys swimming and diving postseason starts February 18th with sectional, and then the state meet is February 24th and 25th. So it's coming fast and furious. We'll have breakdowns of what's already happened at that point, which hopefully will probably be tomorrow February 3rd, which is Friday, or Saturday, which is February 4th. Few things I want to talk about real quick. Tom Brady is retiring again, second time. I just, seconds before I hit the record button, saw a tweet from Rob Gronkowski saying, hey, I wrote you a very, very long letter saying congratulations on your retirement last year. So this year, I'll make it a little quicker and say, Happy two-time retirement. Welcome to the club. You're a legend. You already know. So that's awesome. Tom Brady, I mean, one of the best players ever. I'll call him the GOAT. He was just so smart. Not really the most physical dominant species ever, but just knew how to play the game of football. It would be weird with him not in the league. Speaking of the league, we have a Super Bowl that is mapped out. It is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs on February 12th. That's in 10 days. I'm excited. Should be a really good Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, man, what a great quarterback. I know he wasn't getting the love that him and his team felt he deserved because of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals and what they were doing. But hey, the NFL is big enough. For many great players, there doesn't only have to be one or two. There can be plenty, and there is plenty. Mahomes is definitely one of them, and so is Jalen Hurts. He has put up a MVP-like season. He has been amazing. So it's going to be awesome. Obviously, there's great players all over the field. Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. His brother, Jason Kelsey, plays for the Eagles. There's a storyline. Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, also coached the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time. There is so many storylines with this that it's going to be amazing to watch and should be a really great Super Bowl with two great teams. Also, this past Sunday, actually Saturday, which was weird, it was on a Saturday instead of Sunday, was the WWE Royal Rumble. Yes, I am a wrestling fan. I will never deny it. Not as much as before. Like, I like the old stuff. I don't really watch much of the new stuff, except the WrestleManias, the Royal Rumbles, the Survivor Series, you know, the stuff like that. This Royal Rumble was interesting. I like how they got back to, like, the storytelling format. There was a lot of stories between different wrestlers and things as the Royal Rumble went on, and they developed some as well. Back in the day, that's all it was. Like, it was just storyline, you know, making the 
show, tell stories to help process WWE as the months went by. And then it just became Royal Rumble where you threw a bunch of people in and you wrestled and they were through over the rope and that was it. They got back to the storytelling format. I believe that has a lot to do with Triple H and I love it. And I hope it continues because the storylines that they have going on in the WWE, which I was able to catch up on in the Royal Rumble, seem pretty interesting. So maybe I start watching here and there again. But uh, storylines is what makes wrestling because it's not... All sports because it is scripted. So the storylines and the part of the male soap opera, and women watch it too, so we'll just call it a soap opera, is the storylines. Storylines, action, crazy daredevil stunts. That's what makes wrestling cool. And the Royal Rumble was pretty cool. Cody Rhodes won. Rhea Ripley won. I had Rhea Ripley in my top three. I did like a little top three betting thing with some friends. I did not have Cody Rhodes in the top three. He may have been in the top five, but not top three. Well, that's enough of that, because for this show, we're going to reminisce with the Bruins about the 1988 state championship baseball team. Just want to give a for your information and FYI. Originally, these chats were for the magazine for the Hall of Fame. And then I got the great idea like, hey, why don't I flip this into a podcast? I got some great people that I'm talking to. Let's do a podcast. So you will see the progression as this idea is spinning in my head. I did not talk to all these people at the same time, but you can tell when I talk to Eric Bublis, he's the first one up here. I am talking to him like it's just for the newspaper or just for a magazine. Nobody else hears it. And then as we continue on, then you hear the podcast voice and things like that. Yes, believe it or not, there is different ways to do interviews. Some are just straight direct, asking questions. That's kind of the newspaper route. And then there's, you know, talking like this for a podcast, radio. It is different. It is very different. If you do not know the media world, I'll tell you right now, it's different. It's different how you talk. It's different how you direct questions. There's a lot of differences in the two. But either way, doesn't matter the interview format. These chats brought out the memories. Until next time. Peace. One team we always hear about around here is the 1988 baseball team, state champions. Really hard to do at that time when it wasn't broken up in classes like it is now, the IHSA. Now we have a four-class system. was not like that in 1988. So we're going to talk to some people about the Bruins baseball team, the champions. Right now we are speaking with Eric, and I do not want to butcher your name. How do you say your last name? (laughs) Eric Bubulis. I would have never got that right. You would have tried to beat me up. (laughs) I get a lot of people try different things, but yeah, it's all good. What year in school were you on this team? I was a senior. So this is your senior campaign. You definitely want to go as far as you can. Was winning the state championship in the picture from the beginning, or when did it start to come around? Uh, I don't think we ever really talked about it. We just talked about beating as many team regionals to get into sectionals and if we ended up going to state great but it wasn't like a goal that we had set at least I don't remember it that way what position did you play for the Bruins uh, third base going into the year did you guys know you had a good team yeah we knew we had uh, we had a lot of seniors uh, we had some very good juniors um, and then you know from a pitching standpoint Brad Coster was 
fantastic and uh, we had a couple of other pitchers I, I may have thrown a couple of innings but uh, not a very good at it we had a very good team very good hitting we knew we could get through at least regionals um, and maybe even further but we had to get the, the right the right setting and the right uh, things in place there were some players that went on and played baseball after St. Beat in this class right that went on and played college ball Brad Coster Cause he uh, he pitched. I, I think it was like Illinois Benedictine. He played a little bit. Eric Krigowski played at uh, Iowa State. I don't know if we had anyone else. I'm trying to think of who else may have played. No, I think that was it. That those were the two uh, I played at IVCC for a year. But uh, that was more fun than it was anything else. I mean, when you go back and think about this, what are your like initial memories or your reactions towards this team and that state championship? Oh gosh, well, as you can imagine, they were uh, filled with you know fun and excitement. You're at a great age of your life. Uh, here you are, just graduated from high school, and you're still playing baseball and progressing. And everything from that run was all positive, all happiness uh, uh, from you know, winning regional and then sectional, then obviously first game in state, second, and then actually winning it, followed by the parade. I mean, you name it, it was all exciting. There was no drama. And what I mean by that is teammate drama. There was all just uh, brotherhood-type excitement and fun. Do you stay in touch with the Bruins from that team to this day? We do. Yeah, a couple of us uh, still gather every once in a while, not necessarily to do anything state championship-related, but uh, from a golf standpoint, or if we uh, a few of us are heading back to the Illinois Valley to visit family or something like that, we'll see who's in town or uh, things like that. But, yeah, we definitely do. Do you find yourself talking about this team or that state championship a lot? Maybe not now as time went on, but I'm sure it's been a topic of many discussions. Oh, many a discussions. Uh, you find that some some of the folks uh, have a, like a, a memory, like a like an elephant that will remember pitches and will remember uh, outs and who had the hit and who stole a base and do just different things. Uh, and then it, it rekindles or remember, you know, someone else will remember a different story. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun memories, as I said, just a lot of excitement during that time. But, we, yeah, whenever we get together, there will be someone that will throw out some baseball reference. It may not always be the state championship, but it will be some type of baseball reference. So you're forever linked to not going away? No, we are not going away. Uh, I think the last time we all tried to get together from a team perspective, I want to say it was like our 25th, and I may be wrong with that, but 25th, reunion of the graduation as well as the state championship and and we played against you know all the other st b previous players and that was a lot of fun the body didn't work as well as uh, <laughs> it did when we were 18 but hey, it was a lot of fun and where are you located at now i live in denver colorado gotcha and then do you have a family little baseball players yourself yeah, well we did i have four uh, four kids uh, two boys two girls the girls, they played their softball and then finished their 17. And then we have a, a 
20-year-old and a 18, and they played baseball. Our 18-year-old, uh, he, he, quote, retired sooner than any of, uh, of my older son, but my older son played all the way through high school and uh, didn't get his uh, senior season like I had hoped because of COVID, but uh, nonetheless, he, he finished up and, and retired then. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Can I get names for them? Yeah, so our oldest is uh, uh, Jacob Bubalus, and he's the 20-year-old. Calvin Bubalus is 18, and then Libby and Nora, they're twins at 17. And then is there a wife to mention? or? Oh, my wife Dawn, yeah, she is uh, from the, the uh, Illinois Valley as well. She went to LP uh, and graduated in 88 as well. Perfect, and what was her maiden name? Uh, Smunt, S-M-U-N-T. Okay, you were saying lost to Putnam County? Yeah, so, you know, we hadn't lost much. Brad Derricks is the king of memory. He will remember that's just unbelievable. <laughs> and, and so if you ever need details or whatnot, I'm sure there's there's artifacts, but if, if you need something, Brad is that guy. Um, I'll know roughly which direction we went, but I, I don't know all the details of, you know, of everything. Anyway, we lost, I think, three times. Uh, and I don't remember who it was to. One might have been to, like, Ottawa or something. A anyway, regardless, we lost to Putnam County towards the latter end of the year. And we had been on a, a good little roll, and we were taking things for granted. And Coach, oh, was he pissed off when we lost. He sent Putnam County uh, home. Or, you know, they, they get in the bus and they leave the grounds. And we're at home. And... He got us on the line, you know, the first base line, and we ran to the hill. If you know the field, yep. uh, now it probably has a fence on it. I don't know if it does or doesn't, but back then it did not. And we ran all the way to the hill and back multiple times. It's May. It's hot as hell. It's humid. And we don't know any different. We're 18. We didn't know other places in the world that are not humid. So we were just sweating like crazy. And still in uniform, still everything. And we practice until dusk. And I don't know when, what time that was, uh, but it, it felt like hours after playing a full game. And from th that was our wake-up call. And from that point on, it, it was the run that I was referring to. Uh, where we didn't lose again, and uh, you know we had different pitchers. We had Tom McGonagall. We had uh, Mike Schneider. Uh, I was done pitching by then. I think I probably had like four instances throughout the entire year. So you don't even include me in any of that. But the three main pitchers were Kaz, Mike Schneider, and Tom McGonagall, and oh, and Mike D'Angelo. He probably was our number two as a whole, but we just, that's when we started to really focus. Every game meant something to us because we didn't want another practice like that. That moment, that time, that quite frankly, pain in the absolute ass practice that got us all uh, focused, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, exactly, it sure does. Yeah, it's kind of like when, you know, you see someone who uh, goes in the NFL, right? If, if uh, when the Bears, well, I don't know if you were alive in 85, but uh, in 85, they lost one game. And that was their, they're like, holy shnikes, we don't want to ever lose again. And then from that point on, they never did. And that was our version of that, right? We needed that come to Jesus that we felt like we lost to an inferior team. Once we lost, that's that. That was the the run, and Kaz was absolutely epic uh, throughout the entire you know 
regional, sectional, uh, and then obviously he won the MVP in state. So, you know, you know he was good. But um, from a pitching standpoint and hitting, he was just probably our our MVP. Even though Eric Kurgowski was our best overall player, Kaz meant the most only because he, he pitched, he hit, he just did everything. When we beat Hall, because we lost to them the previous two years in the regionals, I think. And uh, I think it was two years in a row. I know it was the previous year. That was huge for us, uh, obviously, to get past them because they had a very good team. That year, that class of 88 had a lot of good athletes from a senior's perspective. You know how sometimes high schools will have sophomores who are really good and juniors that are really good and seniors, you know, you may sprinkle a few in. You know, there were a lot of seniors who were good on both Hall and LP and St. Pete, obviously. So that was just a good time for baseball. It, it was. It really was. Uh, obviously, in the uh, late 80s uh, and all the way probably through I don't know, 2005 uh, was really, really good baseball, you know, a, a good time for baseball in, in, the, in the nation, too, right? Not just in the Ohio Valley. But it was, uh, you know, kids wanted to play baseball, right? And, and you know, baseball is kind of starting to, well, the last, say, 15 years has really slowed down. You get the baseball enthusiasts who will always be involved. But you can see the attendance is going down. The kids aren't playing the game. It's too slow. Whatever the reason, it's not as important to the, you know, the U.S. society anymore as it was. But it was at its peak, and they when when we won, and and it was great. We only had you, you had said this early in your little thing. Uh, now there's all these different classes. Back then we only had class one A and two A. Right. And there's, you know, I think we were single A, and then there was, you know, the bigger teams. We wanted, we we kept saying we after we won, we kept saying we wanted to go play whoever won the, you know, the bigger schools, because uh, we felt we could. At the time, we felt like we we uh, ruled the world. We could have won it, beat anybody, but uh, you know, we didn't get that chance. <laughs> That's funny. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine that though. After winning that state championship, you'd be like, hm, we can beat anybody. Yeah, you're feeling on top of the world, and you know, it's, there's parades for you. You're 18. You're stupid. You don't know anything. You're just like, yep, I can take on the world um, in terms of baseball. And and with Cos pitching, I still firmly believe we we would have had a shot. I don't know if we would have beat you know whoever won the bigger school, uh, the two A uh, state championship. I forget who it was. Brad would know. I'll tell you that. I think we would have had a pretty good shot with Cos pitching. That is all I had to ask about this amazing team that, like I said, if you're in the area, Illinois Valley, for just a little bit of time, somebody brings this team up when we're talking about sports, the 1988 sure. St. Bede baseball team, all the time. So it's a pleasure to speak with you, and thanks for having some words with us. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? What about pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. 
Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender.
keeping this St. B train along. Man, I've been having so much fun talking to the different players, coaches, you know, people that were there watching the games as either fans or parents. I've heard a lot about this team, so to be able to talk to the players and everybody that was involved, this has been amazing. We got another one. And Brad Derricks was a member of the 1988 St. Bede IHSA State Championship baseball team. Brad, I'm sure you have spent your life either talking about this team, thinking about this team. What does it mean for you to have it inducted into the third class of the News Tribune Illinois Valley Hall of Fame? Yeah, it's pretty special. You know, very honored to be uh, recognized by the News Tribune. And yeah, the, the, it's, it's been great the, over the years, just the... The group of guys, I think that's always been the most important. I still get along and, and uh, talk to and visit and golf with a lot of the guys in the team. So, um, yeah, still a very close connection with all of them. So this is this is great. It's uh, uh, unbelievable to, uh, to be recognized by the, the News Tribune. So this baseball team. I mean, like I said, I know you've spent a lot of time thinking, talking about it. Uh, you're still in contact with everybody. You know, looking back, what does this team mean to you? I mean, it was a special group of guys. We, we were close. It was uh, guys that, um, you know, we had all played sports together for, you know, all four years at school. But also we got along outside of sports, um, did a lot of stuff, and even after school. So, um, yeah, that, that personal connection. But then, you know, getting to play with, with some really good athletes for, for being a Class A school and really kind of having a, a group that had so many good athletes and in all sports. We were we were, we were a, good, uh, a good class in both football and basketball also, but we were lucky in that we had, uh, in my class, I didn't play uh, varsity as, uh, from like my freshman year on, but several of the guys on our team did, so we had a great background with, I think it was about six or seven seniors, those guys who played all four years, so that experience was great to come in and and they were great leaders, and we were, we were fortunate to have them. What year were you in 1988? I was a senior, so I, I was the same class as uh, most of the guys on the team. But I think we had, you know, Eric Krigolsky, Brad Koster, Jim Perona, I think Steve Pomato, Ken Bima, all those guys, and there might have been more, that all played, you know, all four years on varsity. We were sort of walking into a, a team that was already established, and, and we were able to just kind of contribute from there. When did it kind of like set in? Like, hey, this is a state caliber team. Like, we just won a championship. Uh, we got a trophy. You know, growing up playing sports together, you know, knowing this, the crew, all this other stuff. When did it really like sink in? Did it happen like when it was happening? Or did it like take a couple weeks, months, year to like really understand what St. Bede was able to do this year? Yes, great question. I, I think at the time, being 18 years old, it was all kind of in the moment. But we were a confident bunch. I think we, we felt good about our chances in, in any game we played, especially if Kaz was pitching. After the fact, it was definitely more of the the recognition, I think, realizing how much it meant to the community and, and how much support we had. I, I think that's one of my biggest memories of coming home. And they had a parade for us. And I just kept thinking to myself, these people all are, should be at work or at school or they should be somewhere, but they're out here in the street honking their horns. And that really made it settle in that, wow, we did something pretty special. I've heard Brad Costner's name about a million times through these interviews, conversations, chats with people about this team. What was it about him that made him such a special pitcher? Brad had unbelievable control. He was able to throw strikes, um, just a workhorse. It's funny. When, when I heard I was going to talk to you, I went back and looked at the scrapbook that my mom put together for me. And, and I had actually forgotten that in the, in the state tournament, Brad had 
had two wins and a save in three games in like 48 hours. So just a special player, you know, in practices and stuff, you think, man, he, he just throws strikes all the time. But then in games, just dominant. I think he didn't strike everybody out, but we felt pretty confident when Brad went on the mound. I mean, I feel comfortable when he went on the mound, and I was, uh, 1988, I was three years old. <laughs> but as much that as sounds I, right. <laughs> but as much as I've heard about him, I'm like, man, this sounds like the Randy Johnson of, like, the era of the 1980s in high school baseball. And, and the thing about Brad, too, was he was a, a fantastic hitter. I mean, I think he hit third or fourth for us. So, you know, when he wasn't pitching, he was playing first base and, and uh, you know, driving in runs and hitting home runs. So he was an all-around really good baseball player. You know, baseball, especially in high school, high school sports in general, hard to, you know, maneuver with whether they're friends or not friends and attitudes and things like that. To win a state championship, you know, you got to have some cohesiveness. You got to gel. You got to play the game together. Was that an issue with this squad at all in 1988? Uh, it was not. In fact, I think that was probably one of our strengths. You know, there was a lot of guys that have known each other since they were, you know, little kids. You know, played little league baseball together or against each other. So, um, I, I think the the team atmosphere that we had, that John was able to foster within you know the group, the leadership that we had with Kaz and Crow, who had been there you know four years and, and leaders. I think that was probably our, our main strength. So we we certainly didn't have any cohesion problems from our team standpoint. And I think it was fantastic. And what was your position on the team? So I played right field. I was one of the kind of the bolt-ons of the folks that, that hadn't played all four years. So the, the season before, one of our best players was a right fielder, uh, Matt Green, and he had graduated. And I think John was looking for somebody that could fill an outfield position. And I kind of always played the infield. And uh, I think he just decided to give me a shot, and, and it worked out. I was able to make contributions, certainly was, was a contributing team player, not uh, – not anybody that anybody would look to to say, hey, that guy really, really did a bunch for us. But um, yeah, I think I was able to play solid defense and, and hit okay. I, I started off good. And then as the season went on, I think I, I became more average as the year went on. There's a lot of that in sports in general, again, especially in high school, where trying to find your role, whether you're the star, you're not. You know, some teams are full of people that all think they're Michael Jordan. It sounds like this, or in baseball, a Babe Ruth or a Ken Griffey or, you know, the star player at the time. Was that an issue with this team or did everybody like, hey, we're just playing ball and we're all friends? I don't think anybody who was a star led that way. Brad Coster, Eric Kogolski were, were certainly our best players, but never did they, you, you would never see those guys, they would never think that or say that. They led by example, and I think everybody else knew how good they were, so they, they didn't have to tell anybody. So no, I, I, I don't remember ever having any of those kind of challenges with that team. The, the, the leaders were there, they, they did a great job, and, and provided us with the, the right path to go down, and obviously it worked out pretty good. I mean, sitting back, we all have those nostalgic moments, especially when you win a state championship. When you're sitting down and you're talking, you know, rehashing things that happen, you know, what are some of your first couple memories that, maybe not on the field, maybe on the field, a play or something, what are some things that, you know, the highlights that pop up in your brain? Uh, that's a great question. I, I, you may hear this story from some of the other guys, but when the guys get together, one of the first things we talk about is, is when we lost our last game of the year, we, we lost twice to Putnam County. And after that game, John, I think, decided he was going to teach us 
you know, that focus was important and that, you know, you still had to maintain your poise through all of games and, and all of the season. So after we lost, we had about a three-hour practice into the night, dark out before we left. I don't think any of us will ever forget that practice or the fact that we didn't lose any more games after that night. So that definitely jumps out. And then secondly, maybe it's because I've watched the video many times, but I do remember the sprint in from the outfield when the third out was made to running in, you know, to, to just saying that, hey, we did it. Pretty amazing. Pretty, uh, pretty good way to end off a high school career for sure. So where are you located now then? So I live in Arvada, Colorado, which is the suburb of Denver. Been out here about 20, 29 years this summer, I guess. I uh, moved out after graduating from SIU and got a job working at the bank. I've had several different careers, but um, I now work kind of in the IT side of things uh, within the bank. So been there about 29 years and hoping for not too many more. Retire someday. Gotcha. And you said you graduated SIU in 93? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. Uh, family? Wife, kids? Uh, yep. So I'm married. My wife and I have been married about 26 years. We have a, a daughter who's a senior. She'll be graduating from Colorado State in uh, May here, so in a couple months, or in a month or so. And uh, yeah, we're, we're doing great. We, we love it out here. I, I definitely, when I moved to Colorado, wasn't sure this would be the place I would stay, but um, I guess the 29-year tag seems to make me think I'm probably sticking around. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, what is the wife's name? Uh, my wife is Angie. My daughter's Sydney. Thank you for sharing your memories and you know talking some St. Bede Bruins baseball 1988 state championship team. You know it was before the 4A class, so there was only two. St. Bede was 1A, one of two championship teams in the state in 1988. I am honored to be able to talk to all of you, and especially you, Brad. Thanks for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. We just heard conversations with Eric Kogolski and Brad Derricks. We got Tom McGonigal and Coach John Bellino left to talk about the 1988 St. Bede Championship baseball team. Before we do that, we're going to have a word from Mendota Ford before Tom McGonigal. And then in between Tom McGonigal and John Bellino, we're going to have a word from Surf Internet. The chats you hear with members of the St. Bede Baseball Championship team from 1988 are brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associate Jason Hintz pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for seven years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every single way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. 
Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. You cannot talk about the 1988 state championship baseball team without having a word with Tom McGonagall. So we had to have him. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today, Brandon. I, uh, I really greatly uh, get to appreciate uh, talking about the 88 baseball team. Um, probably the most nearest and dearest uh, memory of St. Bede to my heart. No doubt about it. The only state title team in St. Bede history. Gotta talk to you. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. I got a, I got a pretty good intimate knowledge about uh, about that group of guys. So uh, it's, uh, it's 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 been great uh, just going down memory lane, looking up stuff for uh, for the induction, and um, you know putting things together and pulling out pictures and getting group chats going and things like that, and finding out everybody who's going to be coming back. So uh, it's it's pretty exciting stuff. Awesome. And thank you. You sent me all kinds of stuff to, to add to it, add to the story, stats. Yeah. Who you guys beat, everything like that. Great information. I appreciate that. I don't want anybody to go into this uh, unprepared. So <laughs> uh, we, we've got the information and it's there to be shared. So uh, let's, uh, let's put it out there and, and let everybody know because uh, you know, we, we always get stoked about it when we get together. So it's, it's, always, fun to, uh, it's always fun to talk about it and look back on it. So what year in school were you in 1988? I was a senior. This was my senior year. And there was six or seven seniors on this team? Um, yeah, we, there, was a, there was a pretty good group of us on there. Um, boy, it, 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 was, it was so close. Uh, such a close group of, uh, of kids. Eight, nine, ten. There was uh, 11 seniors on the team. All of us were so close that grade didn't really matter. It was, uh, it was everybody for himself. Although, um, of the starting defensive nine uh, and ten, if you throw the DH in there, seniors that had that regular playing time gotcha and so you guys grew up together playing ball from day one yeah kind of you know kind of it was um it was funny i, re- I remember back to uh, to going into the locker room freshman year for football um and going in there and, and the spring valley lad 13 year old all-star team had just won state or you know had, had gone pretty far had, had pretty great uh pretty great baseball summer and that was um Jimmy Perona and Brad Coster. I think Ken Bima was on that team. Um, so there was, there was a bunch of guys in the, in the locker room that uh, were wearing their all SVL all-star hats and things. And so got to know those guys, um, obviously, rather, relatively quickly. Um, we had some kids from uh, from LaSalle with, with Eric Budalis and Brad Derricks and Mike Schneider. Um, Steve Pomato was, uh, was was from Dalzell. It was just kind of a typical uh, typical St. Pete freshman class coming in from from all over. I was from Peru, from Peru Catholic. I was, I was really the only one from my grade school that was coming in. It was just kind of a, a mixed match of, of grade schools and towns uh, coming in as freshmen. And, um, you know, we started off with, with some success freshman football season. That just kind of rolled into baseball, or excuse me, basketball season. And then um, on through the other four years where, uh, you know, it just kind of, uh, it just kind of all clicked for us athletically, socially, uh, academically, we were a strong group. And, um, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was just a, it was just a lot of fun all four years. Definitely. And did you pitch a little bit? A very little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, I, I would joke that I was. I was the guy who pitched when nobody else wanted to pitch, or Coach Blaine wanted to save somebody's arm. Um, there was a, a doubleheader with Princeton where where I know the wind was blowing directly out of the west at easily fifty eight miles an hour, and uh, um, I got to pitch that game. I did. I did pitch a little. Yes. I ask it like that because 
through the people that I've spoke with, uh, it sounds like the mound was dominated by Brad Costner. It was, and rightfully so. <laughs> right, and rightfully so. Cause, uh, Cause deserved that that uh, starting pitching role. He was pitcher one, pitcher two, pitcher three, I think, at that point in time. So, uh, um, yeah, Brad was uh, Brad was phenomenal. I'm a left-hander. He used the term best friend with, with everybody on the team. Uh, we were the best of friends to, to anybody, tried and true. And any one of those guys pick up the phone and, and call and, and ask for help or anything like that. There was never a question. You were just on your way. But, uh, you know, Brad and I were, were really, really good friends. Um, took me, uh, he took me ice fishing a couple times. I realized that, that I hate ice fishing more than I hate regular fishing. Um, but, uh, but, but Kaz was, Kaz was certainly special. And the great thing when Kaz pitched, I got to play first base. So, um, it was, uh, it was a nice thing. So you were pretty much the first baseman for the Bruins. Yes, yep, yeah. It was, it was great. That's when, that's when I saw all my action because uh, we wanted Brad on the mound as much as we could, which meant that I got to play first base as much as I could. So Let's talk about the lineup. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a lot of experienced guys for this year, and talent-wise, seems like top to bottom, everybody could play the game. There's no doubt about it. You know, from, from freshman year, Eric Krigolsky, um was brought up to the varsity. Uh, Crow was just, um, Crow was speed personified, uh, a leader, an athlete, just, just everything. I mean, um, a phenomenal athlete. Football, basketball, baseball, didn't matter. Crow just excelled. And, uh, and him and Brad were both brought up Kasha uh, were both brought up freshman year up to the varsity. Uh, Ken Bima and Jimmy Perona moved up sophomore year. Mike Schneider, I know, pitched a little bit. Steve Pomato, um, kind of kind of got moved up a little bit early on uh, in our in our careers um, up to the varsity level. And the rest of us just kind of you know kind of ground our teeth at the at the JV level, frost soft level, going up. Um, I don't know that we necessarily played a lot of freshman games. It was more sophomore games as far as numbers go when when we were coming through. Actually, I didn't play freshman year due to an injury, but um, but sophomore year uh, and, and then uh, junior year we had a we had a nice ball club, um, some nice seniors uh, leading us ahead of that group uh, when we were juniors. But our junior class saw, saw a good majority and, and filled a good number of those roles junior year. And then uh, senior year just kind of put everything together and, and things just kind of started to click. And I, I, don't, I don't know necessarily that, that any of us, um, you know, went in with any type of visions of grandeur of, of doing what we did. It just kind of all came together at the right time. And, and uh, we just executed at the right time. Loved every single minute of it. You know, I, I think that, that you look at does the success bring bring friendships or bring a group closer together? I, I think us being a group that was close together brought that success to us. Me personally, I just wanted to work harder for the rest of the guys on the team. If anybody wanted to take extra ground balls, I'll go to first base and catch them for you all day long. If anybody wanted to take extra BP, you know, we'd come in before school, we'd be out as soon as we could right after school, tossing each other BP, throwing each other BP. You know, it was it was just our time to be together, be kids, and, and have fun. And had no idea where even the state tournament was played when we went into that season. We sure know now where, where it was played. <laughs> yeah, definitely. When did it become a reality that you're like, hey, we could go pretty far in the postseason and maybe do this? When did it become a reality, or was it till it happened that it was a reality? It, it really wasn't until it happened. Whether it was ignorance or, or, or what, or, you know, Coach Bellino just keeping things, you know, from us. Um, I'm sure, and, and, and having coached for as long as I've had now, you probably get, he probably had an, an inkling that the group might be special. We didn't. We were just playing. You know, it was, it was just kind of like, hey, why, why not just keep playing? It's like being outside with your, with your best friends on a, on a beautiful summer day. 
and you're just like, why can't we just keep playing and keep playing? Um, and that's kind of what that whole season was to us. Why, why can't we just keep playing and playing the last game of the season and just do that? So, no, it, it really didn't hit us. And, uh, you know, we didn't know really what it meant until um, until we took care of Bergen. It was just surreal after that. I mean, it was just, it, it was floating on a cloud. It was crazy. Uh, you dropped his name a couple times, talking about Coach John Bellino. Uh, yeah. Was at St. Pete many, many years. Did football, baseball. It was just a you know top tier coach, top notch guy. I mean, you got to work with him at another level as you you know stayed with St. Pete, coaching, athletic director, things like that. What did John Bellino mean to this team? Which, if you look at it, is probably his best team, the only one he won a state championship with. You make the argument that uh, well, this is the this is the team that, that went the furthest, so so probably his best. Um, I, I don't know that anybody on the team would disagree with that. I hope that we made it easy for him. You know, I, I've certainly um, have gone through and seen times where um, you know teams don't make it the easiest. Just disrespect uh, for for coach. You know, guys who have been with him for four years, Eric Kogolski, Brad Coster, um, they they were our leaders. I think they were just they were just natural leaders. They had the pedigree because they had been on the varsity for four years. They they knew what to do. They knew when to do it, how to do it, how Coach Bellino liked it. And we just followed along. You know, we just we just came along and got put into a position and said, all right, this is where we're at. We're going to work as hard as we can. Brad Derricks, you know, another one of my best friends on the team, um, became the right fielder. And it was just like, all right, I'm going to become the best right fielder for this team. Chuck Laybach and Eric Bulis kind of split some time at at third base a little bit. Uh, Eric became the became the defensive third baseman, and, and Chuck became the DH for me. And I think both of them guys said, "All right, we're just gonna we're gonna be the best we can be and go along with that." And I, I hope that that we led those those younger guys um, who were coming up behind us, Sean Ginocchio and, and Jimmy Walsh, Mark Schneider, Jim Bardo, um, guys who were in the in the class below us, a couple classes below us. I hope we show them that hey, coach is coach, and he's got his ways of doing things. This is how we do it here. Um, this is what we've been taught to do. We're just going to go out and do this. And you take uh, you take that approach, and again too, you, you take the the comfort level of, of you know being able to uh, you know I, I look to my right and I got, I got Jimmy Prona standing next to me at second base, and I look behind me and there's there's Brad out in the outfield and Kaz on the mound and um, you know Steve Pomato behind the plate had a had a just a, a phenomenal postseason and state tournament. Again, you just wanted to you wanted to play hard for for everybody that was there, um, not knowing what was to, what was to come. Not really knowing why, uh, other than the fact that uh, that you had your brothers with you and you were just going to just go play baseball, something you've enjoyed doing. Just do it for Coach. I, I mean, he just brought it out of you. In coaching with him then, you know, as time went on, I could continue to see how he just brought the best out of everybody that he was coaching. He got to know personality of, of an individual. He got to know the personality of a team, how that all best worked together, and what exactly he needed to do in order to just push the right buttons to put everybody in the place where the most success was possible. And he just built it that way. He just knew. He had a knack. Call it a zen. Um, you know, call it a sixth sense. He just had a way of, of knowing what combination was going to work the best um, for you, for the team, the rest was then kind of just up to you. And again, too, I think that that's the one thing that, that we brought was the fact that, that individually in each of our hearts and in our minds, you know, we were we were playing for the guy next to us, behind us, in front of us, wherever, uh, and just and just didn't want, ever want that time to end. 
It's almost like this happened yesterday, the way you're telling these stories. It's always very fresh. I mean, I can, yeah, it is. Because we were just so close. Um, we were just so close. When we all came back for the 25th reunion and, and played the baseball game out there, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard to describe. And, and again, too, it's it's the uh, it's the mystique of St. Pete as well. Uh, it, it's hard to put into words until you've experienced it. And it, so it's, it's hard to understand the, the, the relationship with those guys um, who are on that team. Every single bit of it. There, there, you know, when I when I pull up the, the list, and I, I'm sure that the one thing that comes up, I, I still remember that that Friday afternoon practice after we lost to Putnam County, the second time at our place. It was 89 degrees. That summer was incredibly hot. But here we are on a Friday, and and we lose to Putnam County eight to seven. You know, we have nine errors in the ball game. We clean up the diamond afterwards and, and get ready to go. And coaches just sit on the bench. We didn't have a dugout at that time. It was just, it was, just a, it was a wooden bench. It was three wooden benches on our, our sideline, I guess you'd call it. And, uh, and and coaches just sitting there looking at the scorebook. And, and we hustled up, got everything done, cleaned up, went over to him. He thought it would be a good time to have another practice. We started with uh, with nine sprints from third base to the hill. A little bit shorter then than it was than it is now. But um, to the base of the hill, nine of them, he felt that, uh, that we didn't run one of them hard enough. So we had 10 of them. And then we went through a full practice on a Friday after a ball game. And, uh, you know, got a lot of frustrations out. <laughs> no doubt. The, the crazy thing is, is every single person that I've talked to for the story for this podcast have all talked about this, called it The Run. That might be the, the title of this podcast is The Run. <laughs> It was just one of those things. And, you know, the, the thing about it was uh, regional semifinals, uh, Hall beat Putnam County in the regional semifinal on the other side of the tournament. And uh, so we faced Hall in the championship instead of Putnam County at their place. Divine intervention, whatever you want to say on that. But um, And the thing about Hall was that they had beaten us in, uh, in overtime that year in the basketball regional championships down at Henry, uh, 51-48. And... Uh, <laughs> um, Things like, things like that, you, you do not forget. You know, the run, the practice afterwards, and mind you, again, this was a Friday. I don't I don't know how many teams nowadays, um, individuals, would have, would have tolerated that. We did, and, and came back through that, so. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, sports then and sports now are two different things. Yeah, for sure. For sure they are, and... and same time i think at the core of all this um for athletics and you could probably talk to any team at all it's it's that relationship that you form in the locker room on the bus going out to get pizzas after games or pizzas on a saturday night or you're looking for a double date or whatever it might be um it's it's those relationships that you form with your classmates your teammates that that really make things special and that's absolutely 100 um what was special about, about every single one of those guys on the team from what I understand, you guys are all, I don't know, close contact, but you guys catch up here and there. Oh, yeah, we know, definitely. I mean, obviously with, with Jim and I, but um, you know, Brad Derricks is out in Colorado. Um, Jim and I have been out there to see him just a couple times in the past past two years. Whenever Brad comes home, he's over here at the house. Kaz, Ken Bima, Crow, um, Eric Bubulis, uh, regular regular golfing group there. They've, they've got a regular golfing group that gets together, travel all over the country, and, and play some golf. You know, Mike Schneider, whenever whenever we need a fourth, if, if Mike is in town, you know, Mike is going to golf with us. He golfed with us in the, uh, uh, it was Brad Home, I think the Heitman outing last year maybe, or, or the, uh, the, the St. Pete outing, I think in June maybe last year, we, we got together and golfed. Yeah, it was the St. Pete outing, that's what it was. 
there's just that immediate connection. Jim is kind of running the, the group chat to, to get everybody together on, on getting to the, the Hall of Fame stuff and things. And even, even from there, individual conversations just kind of break out because you got you know the guy's number and you, you get uh, you get a name and, and you just start chit-chatting about whatever might be going on. Uh, I know Jim's going down to Texas to see uh, uh, Steve Pomato running some Ironman triathlon here coming up in the fall. So it's, you know, it, it's just those things that, uh, again, just make make a group like this unique. It is who we are. Call up. There, there wouldn't even be a question of, of, you know, what do you need? When do you need me to be there would be, would be, the, would be the answer. That's fantastic. I'm glad I was given this assignment for the uh, magazine, and anytime <laughs> I get a chance to talk to you, and I've never had a problem with anybody at St. Pete, so it's always good times, good talks, and especially about this team. So, Tom, as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you for speaking with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I appreciate it, Brandon. It's, it's always awesome to talk to you. You did a great job with this and uh, doing a great job with, with the Indus team. Yeah, I can't wait for June to get these guys together and, and hang out. Um, it's it's going to be laughs. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great times. Uh, going to be hard to say goodbye when they when everybody's got to leave and head back to their respective places. But um, but this is just awesome, and and uh, we really appreciate being recognized. Hello, Mendota. Resolve to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet right now. Get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on a home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases ever. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Just talk about that team. Obviously, you coached a ton of different teams. What was it about this that had the right mixture of what you need to win a state championship? Well, I think that's the key. Uh, it was a mixture of kids that really got along with each other. I had the drive to want to win and win every ball game that they ever played. They had some standout athletes, no doubt, but the standout athletes always seem to be buffered by some of the kids who didn't stand out as much as they, they normally would. So you just had a great mixture of stars, role players, and the glue guys, the energy guys, just a little bit of everything. Yes, we did. One thing about them is they were very trustworthy. I, I never see had a group like that that, you know, I could send them to uh, work on uh, infield drills, or I could send them to pitchers to work uh, on a certain thing for now. And, and they never questioned, and, and I never had to go over and, and chew them out for goofing around or anything. They'd get their work done, and, and we'd get done with practice or uh, end of the game, and we'd be ready to go. I have to ask you about the run. I've talked to three or four different guys on this team, and they call it the run. So you probably know what I'm talking about. The practice after the last loss of the regular season to Putnam County. Uh, just talk about that situation and you know what you were trying to do as a coach. Well, you're always trying to motivate them, and I, I just felt we came, we went out to play the game, and uh, obviously Putnam County is usually one of our rivalries, especially then. Uh, it was a warm day, and our kid just felt real flat at the start of the game, and uh, we didn't play very well, and we gave up a couple runs, and, and that was enough to beat us. And at the end of the game, I was uh, really uh, upset over the loss, obviously, and uh, I heard one of the kids say, well, it's just too hot. And I thought, oh, it's too hot. So I went out and proceeded to start playing batting practice again, and that went on for about an hour. And then we started running for after after that. 
then, uh, so that was your fourth to last game. The next three games, you guys scored 40 runs and only gave up 12. Do you think this, the run, had something to do with that? Well, you, you never know. <laughs> uh, like I said, this group of kids, just they, they were exceptional. And I'm not going to say that uh, they didn't deserve uh, some kind of punishment that day. Maybe I was a little too harsh on them. I don't know. Uh, but it, uh, they took off after that, and uh, we weren't afraid of anyone. And we had uh, guys like Coster and D'Angelo and Snyder on the mound, and, and, and they were just bulldogs, and uh, they just took over. Looking back, thinking about this team, and I know you've had plenty of time to do that, I mean, what does it mean for you as a coach to be like, hey, I coached the only team to win a state championship in St. Bede history, which, I mean, it's a long-tenured school, and, you know, getting all the accolades and accomplishments that this team has gotten, you know, even 30 years later. Like I said, they deserve this. Uh, you know, that was just a two-class system then, and it's a lot different than what it is now. It was hard to get even get out of the regional. Sometimes we would have four and five teams with 20 wins in the regional, and, and that was difficult to get out of, let alone get to a sectional or a super sectional, and then finally get down state and win it. Uh, I feel very fortunate as a coach to be able to, to say that we did do that. I have a friend, uh, Bill Zeman, uh, who coached with me, are against me for a long time, and, and he's the same way. You know, we feel very fortunate that uh, we're both uh, lucky to get to a championship. You need a few breaks and stuff, and, uh, you know, you can always look back, and I can always say this happened, this happened, this happened, and uh, it made a difference. I may have left out Eric Krigowski's name somewhere. Like, you know, and they're all great kids, the models and the Derricks, but, you know, Eric Krigowski was a special player. Uh, you know, he was uh, the catalyst of that team, uh, along with Custer and... and those two kids there were uh, like my own kids, and they were great, great kids, good kids in school, and, and, and that's that whole team. It just kind of built on itself. Probably also helps when you're two, I guess, best players or star players, you know, lead by example and things like that. Yeah, yes, yes, it is, does. All right, Coach, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. <laughs> I wish sometimes we still were. <laughs> I miss the coaching. I miss the coaching. I really miss the football seasons, especially the baseball. Now that it's warm, like today, I, I would go out and do that again. But there's some cold days, and oh boy. <laughs> but I miss the coaching and uh, the teaching, not so much. But I miss the coaching still, and I still kind of keep up on things. So, but thank you very much. 